0: Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love & Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Dr. Karen Love & Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Over the last couple of years, I've had a lot of you reach out asking me, hey, Karen, how can I meet someone? Because it's not easy. And you know, we talk about that a lot on Love and Life. And then some of you even want to know, hey, what did you do? <laughs> how did you meet your man? So I thought it might be a great idea to share what we did to meet the one So Dan is joining me on the program and later on we will invite the CEO of the service we use to talk about what they do to help singles connect. So Dan, welcome to the program. Hi sweetie. Dan does have a little cold today, I'm just going to let everyone know. So his uh, normally uh, very sexy voice is a little bit gravelly.
1: Maybe a little lower than
0: normal. Lower. (laughs) Bring it down. Uh, so yeah, so I do, I get this question a lot, which I get because I do kind of talk a lot about on social media, especially Instagram. I share all kinds of things about waiting for the right one. And I try to bring that encouragement that, you know, it only takes one to be the one. But as my followers know and my listeners know, I didn't get married until I was 42. So there were a lot of dates (laughs) that were not the one. And many, many, many efforts to meet someone special. And I'm so glad I didn't settle, which everyone knows that's a lot of what I talk about and want to encourage listeners and followers to do the same. But your situation was rather different. So I think most of the listeners know that, but they might not. So tell us a little bit about your journey to true love.
1: little stroll down memory lane. <laughs> yeah. Well, the um, so I was married for 23 years and, uh, and then had just gone through a divorce and, and decided to, instead of hanging out in, in the local little town that I was at, uh, lived only a um, probably an hour or a little bit less from Chicago, and so decided to to go into the big city and, and kind of look at a, a larger pool of potential partners.
0: And I think that's an important point, I, just because throughout your talk, I might interrupt you, sweetie, if that's okay. Is
1: that all right? That's fine
0: baby. <laughs> because <It's> your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also thinking about I'm thinking about some of the questions I get, and there are people who are in smaller towns, and they're like, "I've dated everyone here." And so I just want to highlight that you decided to try to meet someone where there would be a bigger pool of women who you hadn't hung out with for 23 years, because you got married right after college, essentially, and then raised your kids in a community that's small enough that. It would have been a little awkward, I guess, is what you've expressed to me that.
1: To- sure, I think I, I think I would have always felt like that I was going to run into close friends or, or maybe even my children or, or my ex, and and so it, it just didn't really feel right. And fortunately, I I travel quite a bit and and uh, was coming into of Chicago a lot, and so it was fairly convenient to do that. But um, yeah, I'm certainly happy that I did, and because that's where Care Care April was. Karen Anderson, Dr. (laughs) Karen Anderson was hanging out at that time. Let's put it that way.
0: In the shy, baby. In the shy.
1: That's right. Big city girl.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Country boy going up to the big city.
0: But I think that's an important point. Like I said, I wanted to kind of highlight that part of it because sometimes it does take throwing yourself out of your comfort zone and throwing yourself into an entirely different pool of people. So we clearly had very different backgrounds. We met, and you had lived the majority of your adult life in a very different circumstance. And I don't mean just suburbs. I mean now just married, three kids. And here I was at 40, still not married, called off a wedding. My listeners know that. I'd experienced so many different variations of the dating realm. Whereas you hadn't because you'd gotten, I mean, you had some college dates and then you got married, basically, which is very different from having adult relationship after adult relationship after adult relationship. So how was it for you getting back in the dating scene after being off the market for so long?
1: Well, I thought it was probably going to be harder than it turned out to be. And I think that it was a little bit easier. Because you
0: met me right away?
1: (laughs) Well, it was. Yeah, I did meet you on the first (laughs) evening, the second day. Um,
0: We'll get to that. Sorry, I jumped the gun, but I couldn't resist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I did, uh, I just, I just decided that, you know, hey, I'm in my 40s. I'm, uh, you know, we believe in the growth mindset and continuing to improve and stuff. But I'm, I was, you know, my core values were really not going to change. And so... I'm just not gonna put on any airs and just and just be me
0: yeah I think that's so it's a cliche even in the dating relationship space it's all you know you have to love yourself first before you can find true love and I don't, I don't like any kind of formulaic approach because I know a lot of people who found quote unquote true love when they were 19 years old and they obviously didn't love themselves any more than any other 19 year old so it's not that simple but there is some truth to the whole notion and obviously truth in what you're saying
1: well, and another point though that made it quite a bit easier is, is the the dating service. Um, you know, so to be able to, to be matched with super nice people, you know, high quality people and, and of course, you know, the love of my life the, the first evening uh, second date, I would say. First you were even. so lucky. I, I know, but I don't <laughs> want to give anybody the impression that, that we just kind of jumped into it. No, we, no, no. Yeah. We still dated other people for a long time. And then I think it was maybe six months later that we decided to, to go exclusive and kind of put the program on hold. But um, without that program, it would have been very difficult for me to meet uh, you know, the person that I and get to meet you which wouldn't was have met me you, honey baby.
0: yeah so we just thank god a lot for the program we use which is called it's just lunch i think right now a lot of people are either online or on apps and frankly they've lost their luster we're seeing a lot of people really frustrated i'm hearing from a lot of folks that follow me and listen to the program they're really frustrated with these options because they've felt that the process has become more of hookups and just disposable people I don't like this person so I'll just swipe to the next and so we're losing that personal connection so it's a really great option and one to consider now yeah there's a price point that's a little bit higher than maybe what you think you should have to pay I mean we had a friend who one time we suggested he join the service and he's like I'm not trying to pay for dates I mean no one when they're a little girl thinks when I grow up, I'm going to have to hire a dating service to meet the one. I mean, is there a Disney princess who hires a dating service? I don't remember no? that one. To huh? meet her prince charming. No. No. Yeah. no, yeah.
1: But one of the one of the benefits for there being a, a cost is that you know that everybody on the service is serious about meeting someone.
0: Right, and that's what people are not finding to be the case with online and the apps. So it is a nice alternate option.
1: Well, and you know what? I guess we should probably point out too that, that uh, you are not getting paid by it just like <laughs> no. Good
0: point. Yeah, actually, uh, I should just say this and I was thinking I should actually do a post on this at some point. I don't get paid by anyone. Anyone who comes on my show is because I've read their book or I believe in what they're about. This quarter, love and life lends a hand to 11th Candle Company. All proceeds from the sale of my book, Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right, will go to 11th Candle Company's Legacy Foundation. To hear more about the incredible work Amber Runyon is doing to help women escape sex trafficking, please take a listen to my podcast interview with her. It's episode 42, How Does a Candle Company Combat Human Trafficking? 11th Candle Company. Check them out at 11thCandleCo.com and be sure to use promo code TAKECHARGE to receive 20% off your entire purchase. So now we'd like to invite Melissa Brown, the CEO of It's Just Lunch, to share a little bit about the program, some of the nuts and bolts, and how it might help you meet someone special. So Melissa, thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome to the program.
2: Thanks for having me, Karen. I really appreciate you inviting me to be on your podcast today. So It's Just Lunch is a personalized matchmaking service. What we do is all of our clients work directly with a matchmaker. So we call our clients and we'll let them know, you know who we picked out for them. We give them a little rundown on just their background, such as profession and age and education, but we also focus on interests and hobbies, and our matchmakers will present the same information to both matches. Um, all of our clients do get to see a profile of who they're meeting, and so if both matches agree to meet each other, then that's when kind of the fun begins. We we actually start coordinating the date. And we will set the date up at one of our restaurant partners. And then we also call our clients after the date to get their feedback. Feedback helps us fine tune the dating process. It helps gives us an idea of how the date went and what direction we should go in for your next match. We love hearing the success stories. We hear them all the time. We have thousands of marriages and we hear about people that Are getting engaged. We hear about it's just lunch babies all the time. So it's really fun for the matchmakers because this is not a job to them. This is really their passion. And it's really fun to hear these success stories when they do happen.
0: Well, I can imagine how fun and rewarding that is. I remember when we were invited to Hollywood to be in one of, I think it was your first national TV commercial campaign. And uh, we were filmed in in Beverly Hills, and it was it was very exciting and and I just thought how wonderful to look around and see people who are madly in love with each other have truly found the love of their life and you did it <laughs> because i can tell you i was living in chicago and we would not have met we wouldn't have there's absolutely no way we would have met and i think that would be such a great feeling to know that what you're doing because at the end of the day everyone knows that the most important thing in their life is their relationships and and their love connections and with family and friends too but yeah we're all we, we all want that person and you guys are helping people meet their person
2: Yes, we are. A lot of our clients, you know, may date in a particular city. They may be outside of that metro area. And, you know, they may not have any luck with where they're at and who they're meeting. So we hear that a lot. Or I would have never met this person because I didn't think I was attracted to this type of person. So sometimes, you know, when our clients do come to us, they they tell us something they want on paper. But... The ones that are really open and trust their matchmaker and work with their matchmaker, they're usually the ones that are the most successful. Because they're coming into this with an open mind and wanting to have fun and wanting to meet people. But it's also very serious because our, our clients are very serious. You know, They're making an investment into their personal life. And, you know, and it's our job then to make that connection, you know, to find the matches. And and sometimes people would resist someone on paper, but after talking with their matchmaker, why we see the two of them connecting and why we see the two of them clicking, you know, that client may be more willing to, to meet that person. I have a question. For yeah. You. Was it
0: love at first sight? Oh, the chemistry was definitely there. Yeah. So we sit down and he's he's got this amazing smile and he's really built. And he's got these beautiful blue eyes. He's just so charming, and he's so genuine, and he's just so warm that I right away was very drawn to him. But here's the best part about it. So I had a party. I was in a band at the time, and my uh, another one of the band members, her husband was having a birthday party. And so I had this party to go to. And after the second glass of wine, he's like, well, do you want another drink? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And do you want to get some food? Yeah, I do. And then we shut down the first place. And he's like, do you want to find another bar? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I was like, forget about that birthday party. You know, I'm having way too much fun. And we, I think we were out till like 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and he, um, at one point he looked at me, he's like, what time do you think it is? And I was like, I don't know. I know we shut down one restaurant. So it's got to be like, I don't know, 11.30 or so. And he's like, it's 1.45. And I was like, oh, this is good. (laughs) But what I tell people too, and Melissa, I think you'll appreciate this. And this is the thing that I think is so good about what you guys do. Because you are stretching us. Because I was 40 when I met Dan. And I wouldn't have said if you'd asked me, are you jaded? Are you a little bitter or maybe uh, struggling to have hope anymore? I wouldn't have said that. But I think to be honest, I was a little jaded and I was a little bit having a hard time believing, you know, I'd had a lot of really good first dates over the years. And then every time I had a good first date in the end, whether it was a couple weeks later or a couple years later, there was heartbreak. And so when you're dealing with people who have been on the scene for a long time, helping them to get excited and to stretch themselves a little bit. In my case, to stretch myself and think, you know, this actually, okay, he lives in Indiana and I'm a city girl and he's just gotten divorced after 23 years of marriage. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and I've never been married. And, you know, just looking at that on paper may have seemed too different for me. But then when we met, it was like, oh, well, this guy's amazing. So I'm really thankful when I think about people online or on Tinder and those sorts of things where they can look at a couple qualities and just swipe, swipe, swipe. They're not giving people the chance to really demonstrate who they are and have that in real life connection.
2: That's very true. Um, And that's that's why, you know, the whole premise of It's Just Lunch is that we believe chemistry only happens face to face. The majority of our clients come to us because they've already tried a dating app and you're meeting all different types of singles on an app and, and when i say singles it, they say they're single
0: <laughs> yeah right right you
2: know when someone comes to us it's different i mean there is an investment that the clients make but that imbi- investment alone they know okay i'm going to be meeting other people you know who are just as serious as i am and i know a matchmaker has vetted this person i know a matchmaker has interviewed talk to this person. So you get a different type of single. You're like that one step closer because you're at least in the same mindset of, I want to meet someone. I want to find my special someone. Um, So we have a lot of frustrated clients that come to us because they've tried an app. And a lot of times, many of them haven't even been on a date. And sometimes they're a little nervous because they're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this dating app and I, I really haven't gone on any dates. I've talked to a lot of people. But I, it's never transpired into anything. And so with us, you know, clients know they're going to be getting out there. They know that they're going to be going on on dates. Um, and they know that they have someone to talk to. Um, a lot of our clients may walk away, you know, from time to time and say, okay, that, that date was great, but there wasn't chemistry. But then all you need is that one, that one date that that chemistry is there and makes a difference. Um, and then usually the rest is history like you guys.
0: So <laughs> that's what I always say. And one of my little quotes I like to uh, put on Instagram and that sort of thing is it only takes one to be the one. That was something that was really powerful for me because I was fatigued, but I kept thinking, you know, this first date and it's my millionth first date in my life because I've been out of here a long time, but it could be my last first date. But if I never get to that first date, I'll never have the chance to have my last first date. And then, uh than I did.
1: You know you you took a little bit longer in the program than I did and I'm very happy that you you stuck with it and but uh, I met Karen on the first day actually my second date but the first day.
0: <laughs> yeah tell Melissa that she'll get a kick out of that.
1: So I live a little south of Chicago and I thought you know what I'm going to go up to Chicago and make the most out of a weekend and so I ended up having a lunch on Saturday and then Drinks with Karen, and then on Sunday a brunch. And so I was—I was trying to be, you know, Mister Efficient, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but Karen was actually the second person in the program that I met. So
2: great, I love that. So how did you go on that after you knew there was this connection with Karen? How did you even go on that brunch date the next day? <laughs> I know, right, Melissa?
0: <laughs> Doctor Karen Anderson, April. I'd love to connect with you on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen. D R. K A R I N. Here, I share my thoughts on love and life through original quotes and images. I'd love to have you join the conversation on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. You can find me live tweeting my favorite shows. This is us will and grace and my guilty pleasure. All shows bachelor nation on Facebook. I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. Abril there. You can read my blog, see where I'm speaking and find links to others. Podcasts when I'm a guest on their show. Talking about tenacity and sticking with it. In fact, when I met Dan, it was the second time I'd signed up for your program. So I signed up initially in my late 30s. I think it was 37. And I went on, I don't know, maybe seven, eight dates, and then met a guy who was a really nice guy. And we put our memberships on hold. And we dated exclusively for eight months, nine months. And then we broke up. And then I think I had a couple more dates to use up in the program. And then that was it. And then I just was dating other people outside the program. And then in, I think it was like maybe a year and a half later, you guys called me, the Chicago office called, and they were running a promo or something. So I would get a a little bit of a a discount if I signed up again. And I literally just broken up with a guy I'd been dating. And I thought, you know what? you know what? I, yeah. Why, why not sign up again? It's just the, the ease and the convenience was so nice for me. I didn't love being online for hours and hours every night, scrolling through a bunch of profiles. What I really loved was that you guys called me, you said, here's so-and-so you're going to meet him at such and such time, this restaurant. I was busy. I was a professor. I, I had papers to grade. I had lectures to prepare for, and I liked that model. So I signed back up again. And then I started, I think my first date was in January. I didn't meet Dan till August. So that's a lot of dates, but there were a lot of quality dates. Good people, like you said, good guys. I had fun. I met some very interesting people. Some guys, I went on four, five, six dates. Some just one and done. But that's the kind of, uh, I mean, well, yeah, it, it took longer than I would have liked to have it take. but
1: Persistence, honey. I like
0: that. You were worth the wait, babe. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth the wait. So I'm with you, Melissa. I encourage people, don't have this kind of quick fix mindset. Go knowing that anything that's worth getting is worth putting in the time and energy and the investment to get.
2: Yes, you know, I'm I'm married now as well and I I did not meet my husband through It's Just Lunch because we we don't date our clients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we do not date clients. But I met, you know, my husband later in life as well. And I kind of I was frustrated and I had put myself out there But I would then pull myself back. And here I was, the CEO of a dating service. And I I, I wanted to be part of my my service. I wanted to be part of a client. And because I realized and I saw like the success stories and I saw how much fun our clients were having. And I, of course, saw the types of people who were dating through us. And I was like, I want to meet our clients. Um, And I didn't know where to go. But I followed my own advice. And that is, don't just pick one lane. Don't close doors. And don't shut yourself off and don't put all your eggs into one basket.
0: Yeah. And what are your options? You can either, like we've been talking about, you can either let the fact that love hasn't played out as planned and you haven't met that person on your time frame and your time schedule that you were hoping for, you can either remain open and hope that there's still love out there for you and maybe even believe that that what you wanted to have happen at the time you wanted to have happen that maybe it's even better the way that it's gonna happen, or you can get bitter and jaded and become an angry person. I mean, really, those are your options. And you know, Dan and I we were talking about just how different our lives were. And one of the things you know you talked about this earlier, Melissa, that I'm so thankful because, like I said earlier, I was like, gosh, this guy's had a very different background from me. But one thing that really is similar with us is that we had both had disappointments in love. I mean, I had had so many, I I called off a wedding at 34, two months before the wedding date. I mean, I'd had some, I pretty much had had every conceivable experience in the dating scene. I'd had that. And then Dan had had an, also a very disappointing situation when it comes to love, when a marriage breaks down. And yet neither of us let those experiences define us or defeat us. And because we remained with hope and with a positive attitude That was really sexy. I mean, I saw this guy who was not like, oh, these women, you know, they make your life miserable and then you get divorced and they take your money. I mean, he wasn't that guy, right? I mean, and I was also not in that space of having dated for 27 years. I wasn't running around, all guys are no good. No, I just, I refused to go there. He refused to go there. And then we brought that positive energy, despite disappointments, brought that positive energy to our relationship. And it's, it's a strength that we have to this day.
1: Well we weren't trying to make each other happy, right? We nope. weren't trying to we weren't trying to find a partner that could fulfill us and, right. and make us happy. So and you know what Melissa, one thing that some people will say, Oh, it's it's a pretty big investment to it's just lunch versus some of the others. And and I always thought that's the that's the big benefit actually, because everybody on there is serious and you guys do the work.
0: We do, yes. And I agree with you, Dan, and I tell my followers and listeners when they ask, I, I say the same thing. You can't make a more important investment. I mean, I, I I think about like, what if I hadn't decided to make that monetary investment? I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here. Right. You can't put a number on that. So I understand that if if it just seems too cost prohibitive, okay, but I mean, I would suggest maybe shop for sale items this year for Christmas and, and and put away some money to make an investment toward the love of your life, the most important relationship that you have in your life. So Melissa, so thank you so much for sharing with my listeners and it's been fun to uh, share our love story. And in fact, just because the psych nerd of me has to come out briefly, but we've talked about this in the podcast before, but there's research that shows that couples who share their how we met and how we fell in love story, that that sharing is actually related to having higher satisfaction in their marriage or their partnership. So it's really wise for all of us to hearken back to those those days of butterflies and googly eyes. And so it was really nice to have the opportunity to share it with you, especially because you and IJL are the reason that we met each other. And we're just, we're really thankful and grateful. So how can other people have the opportunity to perhaps meet their love of their life? So if you're
2: interested in uh, signing up and you like the idea of working with a live matchmaker who handpicks your matches and you want to go out on dates, you just don't want to hide behind your phone, <laughs> definitely visit our website. It's it's just lunch.com. And then there you'll be able to just fill in a quick form and a matchmaker would reach out to you directly.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Melissa. Really appreciate your time. And uh, it's been it's been really fun. Thanks, Dan, for hopping on the program.
1: Thanks, Melissa. Nice talking to you.
0: Thank you. And honey, I realized we didn't tell our full love story. I mean, we just kind of told how we met, but there's so much more to it. But I think we probably should save that for another episode, are are you up for it?
1: With a little wine, or whiskey, (laughs)
0: yes. (laughs) All right, so the love and life hack for this week is, it only takes one to be the one. I've said it a couple times this episode, and I reiterate it because it was something that kept me going when I was getting demoralized and I didn't want to go on another first date, I'd remind myself that it only takes one and this next first date could be my last first date. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen anderson abril Thanks so much for joining me. Until next time, make it a great week.
2: love and life is produced by chip gregory senior producer michelle musso and host and executive producer dr
0: karen anderson abril